I'm Colleen Hood with Mike Tom. Welcome to Connections. Today's guest has worked with people like Brian Duncan, Mark Lowry, Cindy Morgan, Stephen Curtis Chapman, Steve Green, and Randy Stonehill. He's a musician who's also struggled through life with ADHD. That music gave him hope and helped him live with ADHD. And he says music could do the same for others. He'll share his story and give us some great insights to both music and living with ADHD coming up. So you grew up with ADHD. What was that like? And when did you discover that you did have ADHD? <laughs> okay. Well, now I'm I'm from the 70s. So when I was in public school, I was in, in the 70s. And um, so they called it hyperactivity then. Um, and it... Um, it was very confusing. There was a lot of times where I knew that I was intelligent. I knew that, um, you know, I was developing a real passion for the arts, especially for singing. And, um, and I was also really growing, you know, as a young believer in the Lord. I was raised in a Christian home, amazing parents who had a passion for the love of Jesus, but had a passion for the church passion for missions, and also um, a real passion for the local community, you know? So, and I came to the Lord just around that time, around 1972, uh, 73, um, and, um, and so there was a lot of confusing stuff that, you know, uh, it wasn't really until the early 90s, and then when I was officially diagnosed in 1996, through McMaster University, that I uh, kind of, you know, this thing popped off my head and said, ah, oh, this is what I have. So what was uh, con- what, I what was confusing uh, about the time before you got the diagnosis then? Um, well, just a lot of the, you know, a lot of the, the sort of the, the beginning diagnosis is, oh, well, you know, you're hyperactive. And so it was always kind of like, well, how do we deal with it, you know? And um, and then at the time, I was on a uh, drug similar to Ritalin just for two years. And it, what really worked is the drug just did not sit well with my body. General drugs for ADHD do not sit well in my, my body at all. So, um, so I'd be on it and off it and complaining to my mom, oh, I don't want to take this drug, you know? And um, we had an amazing family doctor at the time who was just starting to do his own research about, you know, the beginnings of ADD, and um, he really was not happy about the idea of, of drugging his, you know, his hyperactive patients. So he did his own research, and what he would do is, you know, I would be on it for a while, then off, then on, and I used to have to come into his office so that he could evaluate my emotional week. And, um, and, you know, and so then after this sort of time of research for him, and I guess, you know, he did some other uh, research uh, medically, um, we had a family meeting and he said, you know, there's not much difference from when Ian's on or off the medication. He wants to be a singer. He wants to be an artist. Let's take him off the drug and see what happens. And, I never had to go back on the drug again. And it was from there that you discovered that music was very helpful. Can you tell us in very what ways helpful. that that really yeah. helped you out? Yeah. And because I come from a very musical, artistic family on my mom's side, um, 
that's I was involved. You know, I was singing at that time, taking voice lessons. I was taking piano lessons. I was in choirs. I was, you know, you name it, musically. I was involved. Um, church, you know, drama productions or or um, yeah, and uh, so that just sort of kept everything, you know, above board. And um, uh, the other thing was, you know, like I'm six foot three, so at that time I was really growing a lot. And, you know, and, and my mom was really insistent about proper rest. And I think between that and good food and, you know, exercise and stuff that was, was going on at the time, um, I didn't really have the episodes that I had before. What were the episodes uh, like? Can you explain what that was like for <laughs> tantrums. you? They were kind of like hmm. tantrums, as I remember. Um, you know, whiny um just your typical sort of early you know pre-teenage um just the emotional stuff that was you know all of the hormones kicking in and and uh um and just my mom had a really good way just to you know take me aside or just sort of to say you know your behavior isn't um good right now and uh you know uh, smarten up, or <laughs> you know, I'm going to have to do something about it. <laughs> but it just lots of love, you know, um, and uh, and I think they were frustrated too because it was a whole, you know, a whole new thing with them to, you know, and uh, I'm I'm one of four, so I have two uh, two two sisters, two brothers. Okay, like a, you know, another brother, and. Um, so I, I think it was really hard. And what was really amazing was I had x-ray hearing at those days. <laughs> and so my mom and dad used to pray together, and they, they'd get into bed somewhere, I don't know, between 12, 30, 1 o'clock in the morning. And my mother's voice was loud. So she, even though she was trying to, you know, keep it um, soft, but yeah. there would be times that I would wake up and I'd hear them praying, and I'd hear them praying specifically for me. And for them to have grace to understand, you know, what was going on and and for them to be, a, a, you know, loving parents in, in a difficult, a very difficult time. Did you ever, like, so as a young person not understanding in that confusing time, did you ever yeah. feel like you were broken or something like that? Or? Oh, yeah. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Because I just kept, I kept going, why am I so different than, you know, than these other kids? And see, and then by that time, um, my voice had changed because I was a boy soprano in the early years and then, you know, became a baritone and bass baritone. So I was getting all kinds of singing gigs, you know, all over the place, different churches. And then I had this wonderful public school teacher who um, really recognized my voice and talent. And so he started nurturing me and I'd be singing at, you know, um, auditoriums and wherever he could, you know, fit me in. Well, then that's when the bullying really started, you know, and I was um, between 13 and 14 when it just really started to, to kick in. And also I had I was in the public school system. And then in those days, they took you out of the public school system and put you in a special education class. So how did you so, deal with all of that at that young uh, age? You know, it's really interesting. We were going through some family therapy um, our doctor really insisted that, you know, with all the changes that were going on, and 
I guess I was the hot poker right there. <laughs> and um, so um, uh, we had some family therapy, and at that time they were using art therapy. And my dad told me that I would make pictures and then just, like, just take a black crayon and just, like, just all all over whatever the picture was. Yeah. That there was such an, an element of hurt and pain and death, you know, and um, that I wanted it to stop. But it was really interesting because it wasn't until it was in my 30s, 40s, where I really went to some Christian counseling and dealt with this. And to how much that I had stuffed it way, way down there, you know, that finally it was able to come up and, oh, wow. And, you know, um, it was like such a bucket of sludge that mm. was way, way down there. And then, you know, when we were able to deal with it and release healing and, you know, and just at that time, that's when I really learned how to bring all that stuff and leave it at the cross. And, and speaking of your faith, how did your faith um, guide you through this journey and what role did your faith play in this journey? So my grandmother was an amazing musician, singer, or um, uh, choir director. She was also an incredible intercessor, okay? So I knew she was praying. I knew my mom and dad were praying. My mom created a prayer group of ADHD um, boys that other parents that were dealing with. So there was lots and lots of prayer going on. And, um, and, 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 and like, you know, I could always feel the passion, the love of, of the Lord for me through music. So um, Grandma and I would be performing in different churches, and from um, a boy of probably about eight years old, she always would pray, in, you are not here for your own good today for this service or however you're going to be involved. You are being trained how to be a worshiper in the Lord. And, um, you know, and so that, that sense of, um, wholeness that, that Jesus had me in the palm of his hand, you know, at this time and, and such freedom. I mean, I don't remember being afraid for stage fright or, you know, well, a couple of times, but, um, but generally when I was with grandma and when she would pray that before, you know, a service or whatever, I just felt the Lord's protection yes. and his love and, you know, and, um, we were able to perform right up to her about almost to her 90th birthday together. And she was an incredible mentor for me. I love her dearly. I miss her so much. <laughs> that sounds like a pretty incredible relationship. Um, so yeah. you've actually now written a book about your experience. Tell us about I the book. Have. Yeah. So the book's called Stirring My Soul to Sing, Overcoming ADHD Through Song. And uh, that is, this has been a 10-year journey. Um, I started it in um, 2008, early 2009. And then it wasn't published until 2018, and it went through different sort of metamorphoses, and there was a chance we were going to have it published in the States, and and God just kept saying to me, no, this is not how I want this to go, and, mm. you know, we're, we're just thrilled that it's been published by Word Alive Press. It's doing so well. I am just totally blown away as to 
I know there's a real need out there, and um, you know, from a lot of the book signings that I'm doing, and just seeing the people's faces, and and um, you know, Christians and non-Christians are dealing with this disorder, and uh, um, I'm just happy that I'm able to be an element of hope. Why do you think music works so well when it comes to treating ADHD? I don't really know in the sense, I know that it has to do with the soul, you mm. know? And if you've had any musical training before, um, it this is what it does for me. And still, you know, when I if I've had a bad day or whatever, I just put on certain pieces and, oh, my... My whole body just like relaxes, mm. you know. So, and I love classical music. So, you know, um, I like to listen to like either Bach or Mozart, you know, when it's been a really stressful day. Because and then my ears always listening for the inner stuff that's going on inside the music, uh, inner harmony or the inner, um, you know, tonality or or um, whatever. But then I just relax. And then lately, you know, it's been a lot of worship music. Just, I was just listening to Stephen, Stephen Curtis Chapman right now, yeah. who just, I just went, ah, you know, thank you, Jesus. He just writes exactly, you know, what, what touches my soul for, for today. Yeah. Yeah, we often hear that about Christian music, actually. Listeners mm-hmm. will write in, and that song played at the perfect time and spoke to me, right? And mm-hmm. uh, what's the So what's the response been like for the book? Amazing. Um, we're now in 30 international bookstores and websites, and I cannot believe where the book is gone. And it has done very well on Amazon. We're on six different Amazon pages, and it's just the Lord's blessing, the Lord's just, you know, um, just a comfort to say, you know, this is the book that I, you know, I... Uh, have ordained through you, and now it's going out into the world. What do you hope that uh, people will take away from this? Um, more so that because ADHD, when I was growing up, was such a stigma. You know, you're either stupid, you're, um, you're dumb, you don't fit in, you can't do this, you can't do that. So I'm really hoping that this next generation will be able to not have the labels. Mm-hmm. That people will just be able to say, oh, okay, so you have a different way of learning, you know? And um, and so I really try to stress that. And then the latter half of the, of the book is about my success as being an arts administrator. And, um, and, you know, it was like, once I really found out this was my passion... <laughs> And, you know, and so in both Christian circles and as well as working, you know, um, for different uh, um, arts organizations, I've been able to work with some of the finest, best Canadian artist producers that we we have in this country. And to be mentored by people like Maureen Forster and Nicholas Goldschmidt, who was an amazing choral festival um, uh, producer, and, um, you know, and others, um, Adrian Prajanka, who's one of my best friends, we've been friends from our years at Western, you know, she's singing around the world these days, just recently on the Met for 
the opera program, opera broadcast. You know, and I just I just look back and I just go, wow, here's Ian Walker, just you know, little ADHD guy who's had the opportunity to just really put my toe into some a big pond of <laughs> of the arts world, and uh, I'm just so blessed. And that's the other thing that I want to say is that, you know, um, for an ADHD kid or or a disabled kid of, of any type, um, you know, don't hamper your dreams. This The opportunity that God has given to me has been this amazing palette and so much color on there, and I just, just thank him and praise him for every day that he's uh, provided the life that I always wanted to have. And, you know, through him, he has, has given me all these amazing experiences. For people who want to learn more about yourself or your book, how do they go about doing that? So you just can Google me, um, you know, uh, stirring, okay, stirring my soul, um, uh, W.I. Walker, or um, ADHD. And my website is um, Emlian Communications, so that's E-M-L-I-A-N, communications, plural, dot org. Perfect. Thanks so much, Ian, for sharing your story with us today. And don't forget, if you want to listen to the full interview, you can listen on your radio station's website. We'll talk to you again on Connections.